This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. Hello, Chamber Champions. Welcome to Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton, and it's my goal here on the podcast to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your chamber members and your community. Our title sponsor is Community Matters, Inc. With nearly 20 years in the chamber industry and over 100 media awards presented to their chamber partners, Community Matters provides the R&R that every chamber needs, revenue and recognition. When it comes to publishing a chamber map, directory, or community guide, Community Matters has the trusted experience to help your chamber accomplish your goals. With different advertising sales models and publication styles, Community Matters will help you create a non-dues revenue machine. Let's hear from Becky Womble, President and CEO of the Bastrop Chamber, to hear about her experience using Community Matters. I've been using Community Matters for probably six or seven years now, and um, in a previous life, I sold commercial printing, so I can highly recommend Community Matters because it's a complete turnkey job for any busy chamber exec. Um, Basically, you give them a membership list, and from there, they contact your members and it's no high pressure sales or anything. And it really is a complete turnkey job from start to finish. And it's a wonderful, beautiful printed product whenever you're finished. And I just, I'm very sold on Community Matters. And with a printing background, I just, big endorsement for me. To learn how Community Matters can support your chamber with your next publication, please visit communitymattersinc.com slash podcast to request your free media kit and request a proposal to find out what kind of non-dues revenue you can generate. Our guest for this episode is Danielle Fitzhugh. Danielle has served as president of the Chesterfield Chamber of Commerce since 2017. Having held over the last 16 years positions as president at the Petersburg Chamber of Commerce and vice president of the Charlottesville Regional Chamber of Commerce, prior to the chamber profession, Danielle spent 13 years in the financial and hospitality industries in Charlottesville, Virginia market. She's known for bringing synergy, energy, and growth uh, through her leadership at the helm of organizations. Danielle currently serves as a fellow for the U.S. Chamber Business Leads Fellowship and as chair of the Virginia Association of Chamber of Commerce Executives. She's been recognized as a nominee and recipient of several industry awards throughout her career, including the 2016 Chamber Executive of the Year by the Virginia Chamber of Commerce Executives. Danielle's involved locally in serving on boards of multiple organizations in her community. Danielle is an IOM graduate and received degrees from uh, Abbott University and Piedmont, Virginia Community College. Danielle is passionate about youth development and spends time organizing, officiating, and coaching for the Chester Church Basketball League for 300 boys ages 7 to 17, each year teaching leadership, team building, and group think through sports. Danielle, I'm excited to have you with us today on Chamber Chat Podcast. I'd love for you to take a moment to say hello to all the Chamber Champions that are out there listening and share something interesting about yourself so you can get to know you a little better. Yeah, uh, thank you so much, Brandon, for having me. And hi to all of my Chamber family um, across the country. We do become our own little family and lean on each other for support and help when we need it. We'll send out a lifeline. So hi to all of you guys that I've sent lifelines to over these many years. 
And uh, I think the last question was something interesting, although you mentioned it in my bio. So most do not know that I coach and referee and run a basketball league. And so uh, I will tell you what my husband says is I get a whole new wife for about three months every year. Um, Because you put on this, you know, this different hat when you are shepherding and pouring into uh, youth and leading them to uh, learn team sports and work together and come up with something that's called this game of basketball. So uh, it's 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 I don't know any and and I run and I do it for mostly boys, about 98 percent are all boys. Um, and, uh, at least in the mid Atlantic region, as best I know, I might be the only woman running traditionally all boys in this league. I've had a few people reach out to me. So, um, that's pretty unique, although outside the chamber industry that we're talking about today. Yeah, no, that is unique. And, um, kudos to you for doing that. I know, uh, I got a glimpse this year. My wife took on being the volleyball commissioner for our, um, you know, volleyball league in our community and, there's a, a lot of work on the back end of that. And if you're, you know, putting on the league and coaching and doing it all, and that's, it's a lot of work beyond your, your day job. So. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't coach as much anymore, but I do love to referee. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, tell us a little bit about the Chesterfield chamber. Give us a, an idea of the size of your chamber, uh, scope of work, staff budget, just to kind of give us an idea um, perspective wise before we get into our topic today. Yeah, so the Chesterfield Chamber uh, next year will celebrate 25 years. And um, we're just around a little under 600 businesses that are members of the chamber and about a half a million dollar budget annually. Um, I have four and a half employees that includes myself. And uh, we break our staff up because all chambers are very different and kind of how they lay out their work. We have um, a salesperson, our business development manager. Then we have someone that handles our marketing and events programming. And then we have a member relations person, which is really a retention position that works with our members and making sure they're using the benefits. Uh, we're on a tiered membership level. And so we make sh- we should make sure that the investment level that they want to use is being taken care of. So they renew. And then um, a bookkeeper and myself. Yeah, that engagement aspect is so huge with, uh, I mean, each part is important, don't get me wrong, but it, it, there's nothing worse and it's time to renew and, and they say, I didn't get anything out of the chambers. Oh, well, you didn't take advantage of Well, you of didn't everything. do anything. Yeah, right, 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 right. So yeah, making sure they know anything, so. everything mm-hmm. the chamber has to offer and really get the full value out of it. That, that's that's exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. So are you guys primarily traditional chamber? Do you do any tourism, economic development? What what kind of uh, work are you involved with? Yeah, so we don't do traditional uh, tourism or economic development. However, I serve on our local EDA. So I've kind of got this two-part hat that I wear um, here in the Commonwealth. And so uh, in our county, you know, I work, we work really closely with our locality um, in a variety of ways. Um, You know, we clearly, and all of my communities have been this way, you know, we want to be partners with our local economic development, our regional economic development engine and statewide so that they can get businesses here and we can take care of them because we want to make sure that we provide opportunities for our community to work and live and do business here in Chesterfield. Uh, That's great. 
So I, uh, I'm looking forward to our conversation today and our back and forth and setting this up. Um, I can tell you have a passion for helping businesses build and be successful and, and really building strong businesses throughout your community. And, and we're going to be focusing our discussion today around leveraging opportunities to build businesses and tapping into some of Danielle's experience and, uh, and I'm sure some stories that she'll be able to share with us that um, hopefully will be very relevant to other chambers that are listening today. So we will dive in deeper in that conversation as soon as we get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year-round affordable and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom Eat Shop Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar. Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. Run a small business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. Allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. Are you looking for a way to promote your business community? Look no further than Pippoli. With Pippoli, you can get all the tools you need to connect with your members, promote your businesses, and grow your community. Pippoli offers a wide range of features, including a state-of-the-art community website, a community clicker mobile app for businesses, members, and the community, a marketplace where businesses can present professional services and even sell their products, a powerful event management and community calendar system, a comprehensive commerce community management system, and a complete membership services department, all included. And best of all, Pipley is only $1 per member per month after a small initial setup. That's a fraction of the cost of other management platforms. So, what are you waiting for? Sign up for Pipley today and start growing your business community. Book a time to learn more at pippily.com. That's P-I-P-P-I-L-Y dot com to book a time to meet and learn more. We'll show you how Pippily can help you promote your business community and grow your subscriptions. Are you using chamber checks to keep shopping local in your community? Then you know that schools, hospitals, city government, and companies love buying them in bulk for their employees at the holidays. Now you can save yourself a lot of time and hassle with Yifty, an online gift card that works exclusively at your members' businesses. It's free for you and free for your members. Email us at sales at yifty.com. That's sales at yifte.com. All right, Danielle, we are back. So as I mentioned before the break, um, today we're talking about leveraging opportunities to build businesses. So I know just from some of your background that you shared with me that this is something that's uh, important to you as it should be to any chamber executive, right? That should be kind of a passion for you is to see a, see the businesses in your community thrive and grow and, and really enhance the lives of people throughout your community 
uh, through successful business. But I would love to hear from your perspective, um, what type of approach you take when we talk about leveraging opportunities to build businesses? Yeah, so I really look at it as a twofold of education. So we have community that may or may not be in the background, understanding the day-to-day need for businesses in our community. And so every community out there um, has a little bit of that nimbyism, that not in my backyard, don't build it here kind of thing. And, and, and that's not unusual. But I look at businesses, you know, I'm going to reference something and I should give credit. I'm going to give credit to Greg Fairchild, who used to be at the Taylor Murphy Institute at University of Virginia. So he has this theory around whales and dolphins as it relates to business. And so whales would be something like Amazon coming into your community. Um, We just recently announced Lego coming into our community. So it'll be the first Lego manufacturing facility in the country will be here in Chesterfield. Um, And uh, as they're coming on board, you know, that will be a large development. I mean, again, who doesn't want Lego in their community? Right. But there are other types of big whales, right? And so I look at the big whales of, yes, we need the big whales, but it is really the spool of dolphins that create the community. And those spools or dolphins are your mom and pop t-shirt company that's making, you have a branded shirt on, Brandon, that says Chamber Chap. It is your commercial cleaning company that needs to go out there and get contracts. It's your caterers. It's your retailers. Those are your businesses right in your community that need the larger employees, larger companies, so that they can build a full life cycle of of opportunity, of business opportunity. And so when you think of, okay, do we want Lego or Amazon in our community so that we can have auxiliary businesses then come? Because you don't want a business desert. Uh, I'm sure many of our listeners have driven through a community and you're going, well, where's the enterprise at? There was some big business that left. But if you have one whale or two whales in your community and then you build 50, 60, 600 dolphins, when that one whale might leave, you still have all the dolphins. And so for me, what really creates opportunity is helping all those dolphins figure out how they can plug in. How can they get their next contract? Are they certified? Do they need to get MBE certified, SWAM certified? I mean, all these different things to make them the best candidate for their next piece of business. Right. I love that analogy with the the whales and dolphins. And and really in today's environment, these dolphins can support these whales, you know, worldwide, really. I mean, that's exactly can right. help them tap in and get them educated and connect them. Um, it, it helps having a, a big whale in your community for sure, but it's not a deal breaker anymore, right? Like that's these exactly dolphins right. can be very healthy even without the whale in the community. Um yeah, I, we're seeing that in a, a neighboring community to where I am right now, where Universal Studios has announced that they're bringing in a kind of a smaller scale, like a kid-oriented theme park. Mm. And, you know, for the city, it's a huge economic development win, right? I mean, you're bringing in a lot of tourism dollars, you're bringing in a lot of 
jobs, employment. Um, but the whole idea of not in my backyard, there's neighborhoods that back right up to that. And I, I can empathize with them. Like, I, I don't know that I'd want a theme park in my backyard, <laughs> but all the dolphins that that will bring, that that will feed, that that will really sustain that city for a long time. There are some trade-offs and of course, infrastructure that needs to go along with it and, and the whole nine yards, but. Yeah. I mean, infrastructure, education, I mean, money for schools. I mean, every community wants to have the most money going into school budgets, right? And localities are, are funding those budgets at a high level and, and business helps that, right? So nobody wants their home taxes, you know, to go up or their business taxes to go up. But I mean, but the more enterprise you have in a community, the more opportunity to lower your household costs. But it also helps communities have uh, sustainable employee employment so that, you know, your wife has time to go out and volunteer as commissioner of a volleyball group. Right. Um, you know, if you've got to think and struggle about how to keep the lights on, then you don't have the time to go out and volunteer and, or even have the resources to support or sponsor teams and so forth. So we really look about, look at it as an opportunity to provide community so that they can go back and build their community. So we like to say, we build business so you can build the community. I like that. I like that a lot. So I think as far as these whales go, um, for a large part, I mean, as you talk about Amazons and Legos, and they, they kind of have the business part figured out, right? I mean, if we can create a welcoming environment to welcome them to our community, more power to us. But I see us focusing more of our attention on the dolphins. So as you talked about making sure they're plugged in and trained, uh, can you talk to us more about your approach with these dolphins and how you go about finding that? And I mean, we're using this as a kind of a parallel, but these dolphins are the, the smaller businesses that support bigger businesses and support your community. So um, how do you go about finding them, learning about what they need, addressing those needs, just the, the day-to-day grit, I guess, of what it comes down to is supporting these businesses. Well, in our community, we really are about building relationships and building a community to help you grow um, organically. So, you know, we really preach the message of inclusiveness from a business perspective. So our small businesses, which we, you know, most communities are small businesses. You just hear more about the large businesses, right? right? So, you know, our smaller businesses, we really are working to make sure that they've got their financial house in order. And if they don't, here are the tools through our programming to help them keep their financial house in order, um, especially when they're going out after contracts. I mean, really understanding sort of that cash flow model that, you know, you may not be getting paid the same week because you've got an invoice and are they net 30, net 45, net 90, you know, depending on how they're working with their contracts on being able to leverage lines of credit so that they can offset that cash flow dem demand and stay open and pay employees and that sort of thing. And then building their long-term marketing and branding strategy and through some of our you know, member partners on what that looks like. So yes, you have the contract now, but let's look at what's down the road for six months, two years, five years from now. So really 
working with businesses in phased approach. So that zero to two year phased approach, you know, the entrepreneur who has a passion, who started a business, who's hustling. And, you know, I like, I love an analogy, killing what they eat when you're hustling as an, an entrepreneur. So they're in the market and they're running on that little hamster wheel. So we work with them on building capacity and then, okay, they're making some money. They're ready to kind of take that next leveraged approach. And then you've got kind of those two-year to five-year businesses who now can go after some significant contracts of business for the long term and put some things into place. And we really want to, you know, launch their businesses. So by the time they get to that five-year mark, that they are the name that comes up in conversations when thinking about their services, their goods, their products, and the next piece of business that's on the table. And so we work really hard with our, our chamber member partners um, on that education so that they can build not just the business today, but really a sustainable lifetime business. Right. So I know as, as businesses join the chamber, um, they join for a variety of different reasons, right? Um, it, maybe it's just what they see on the surface. You know, maybe they, they have a friend and they hear about your gala and they really think that's a neat thing or they're in it for networking or whatever. So you have this member engagement person on your staff to help share what the full array of services are. Um, how, besides having that member engagement person, how do you make sure people are really fully participating or at least knowing about everything that you have to offer and how do you offer some of these things? So some of the education, some of the, uh, you had mentioned marketing and branding, branding strategies. Um, are these in-person kind of seminars? Are they, how do you, what's your approach? So, so Brandon, I might disagree with you just slightly. I might say businesses join for one reason and that's to make money. Sure. And the other pieces is how we deliver that. And so for us, we deliver it in a phased approach. So, you know, Brandon at Chamber Chat decides they want to join the chamber. They've heard amazing things, as you all do, about your chamber. And they, jo- and they decide to pull the trigger. I'm going to join. So what our onboarding looks like is you've joined. We now team you up with an ambassador, which is pretty traditional across our industry. That ambassador is a member, just like you are, who now walks you through all the things that they think are important for you to get involved with. And they stay with you for a year and build this tight community of relationships with you. They meet you at events. They talk to you about different programs and really create a roadmap for your engagement and things that you can do. Cause we do more than just what one member would want. And I tend to tell people all the time, you can't do everything cause you got to do other pieces of your business, but really work with them on building that roadmap. And then at about the 90 day mark, my member relations person, my engagement person, you know, uh, sets up a meeting with them and says, Hey, cause we're tiered, which means you don't just join the chamber you join and you tell us how you want to engage with us. What value of engagement do you want? And so based on how you've said when you've invested on how you want to engage with us, our member relations person is saying, hey, 
You said networking and marketing is important for you as a new business because you've got to get your name and brand out there. We're 90 days in. We still have some pieces that you haven't done yet. Let's schedule them for the next nine months because sometimes what will happen is a member will join. They forget the thing that bought them to the chamber or they only do that one piece we have a 200 person luncheon every month. So it's like putting on a gala every month. And so a lot of members join because they want to come to that one, that one event. But we do so much more that our member engagement person will say, here is your list of 30 benefits, you know, whatever that list is, let's go ahead and schedule them for the whole 12 month of this annual investment. That way you're not forgetting about your membership we're keep, and we're also making sure that we keep your brand in front of our members for the whole year versus delivering all the benefits in the first 90 days, six months, four months, whatever that time frame is. So we, the engagement person really works with each member on those benefits and getting them across messaging for the whole 12 months of their annual investment life cycle. I think that's a brilliant idea to sit down and say, here's the main things that would be of most value to you. Let's get them on the calendar. Let's make sure you show up. Let's make sure you participate and, and be fully engaged, you know, to the extent of what you need for your business to succeed, to, to meet those expectations. Of, of Correct. And we do have, remember. and we do have like many organizations, um, we do have some automation that we can do with that too, some sort of like a drip automation to remind certain tiered levels that these things are coming up. We've got some concierge service in that related to our member engagement person. So much like a concierge at a hotel would work with the hotel guest on making their reservations for the theater or the next show. We have some concierge services built into our membership. So at certain investment engagement levels, larger companies are whales, right? They might have someone that manages all of their benefits at that company. And we have some concierge services that allows them to work with us. They're not going into the system. They don't have time to log in. We take care of all of that for the, for them. Yeah, no, that that's so smart. Um as you're explaining how you guys, you know, approach this, I see all these little rabbit holes that I can go down. <laughs> yeah. uh, for example, and, and we don't need to, to go way down this road, but as your member engagement person reaches out and is helping to plan out the year with each of these members, um, is the idea of sponsorships for any of these events ever brought up or does that responsibility fall on somebody else within your organization or, uh, I'm just, I'm sure people listening here, oh, this is great to schedule this out and you can give them the opportunity to sponsor, you know, one or two of these things. Yeah. So we take a, a little different approach to sponsorship. Uh, we actually work with a national company called YGM, Jason Eby, giving him a shout out. And we run sponsorship once a year for the whole year. And here's the reason why we work with our members to match their need to fit in front of the right audience with the opportunities that we have. And it also creates space where we're not going back to members several times a year going, hey, we've got this program. It's amazing. Do you want to sponsor? We make one ask. We talk about what their marketing budget is for the chamber. We work 
We have volunteers that help us with this campaign. And then we take their marketing budget, much like we do their investment benefits and spread them out for the year. We take their marketing budget and spread out opportunities for the full year. So we've been doing this for three years and it really does do um, an additional piece is that chambers are not chasing money to find the sponsorship to do the work that they wanna do, that our members are really telling us in front of the year uh, what op- what things are important to them with their checkbooks. They're sponsoring the things that make sense for them. So if you've got this program that you've been holding on, you've got you know the sacred cow that you've been holding on to and no one is sponsoring it and you're trying to beg people to sponsor it during your campaign season, then maybe it's not what your members want. I mean, members talk with their money. Yeah, no, that's very true. Um, as we start to wrap up here, I wanted to, to ask any tip or action item that you may have for listeners who are you know, desiring to take their chamber up to the next level, what might you suggest for them? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, the retention part, right? Everybody focuses on sales, getting the new members. Everyone focuses on sales. Um, I'm a defensive coach. (laughs) I believe that if I can keep you from shooting, I don't have to worry about how many shots you make, right? That's right. I believe that if I can keep you in, I don't have to worry about getting the new, the new are going to come. Yeah. Right. So, so for, for, for me, that one tip is think about how you strategically organize your teams, because we know we've heard it for decades that how it takes less to keep a member than it does to recruit a new member. So we flip the funnel on upside down and we put the funnel of the retention, because then if you're working on retention, you all of a sudden have 600 cheerleaders that are saying, come join this organization. And so for us, we've turned the ownership to the members. It is their chamber to grow. It is their responsibility to refer. Yeah. And we are 85% referrals on our new members that come in. And so, I mean, that makes my salesperson's job easier because it's a warm close, right? We're not going and doing cold calls anymore, right? There's a new model out there. So we are so referral-based because we're telling the members, if you want more people to market, network, build relations to, bring them to us. If you've enjoyed your membership and you're getting benefit from it, refer your friends, refer your other referral group connections to our chamber. And we've built that way. Yeah. No, I, those are great points. And I love the idea of focusing on retention and and if you keep them for the long term and over time, your you know membership fees will increase naturally and your membership continues to grow because they're getting value and bringing people in and just the overall health of the organization continues to get stronger and you're not focusing on, you know, like you said, killing what you eat, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just constantly going after the next one each week. Um, you're able to grow in a, a healthy and sustainable way. So that's a, a great model you guys are following. Um, I like asking everyone I have on the show, as we look to the future of Chambers, how do you see the future of Chambers and their purpose going forward? 
Oh, well, I think we will continue to be innovative. Um, chambers look different today than they did five years ago. Um, if they don't look different today, they didn't make it through the last three years, right? And so we've got to continue to take risks. Our businesses demand it. Um, and we need to follow their direction. So for instance, when businesses had to, you know, open, chambers need to open so we can service them. Um, and I know, you know, we remained open during this past three years. Uh, we look different, right? So uh, we are not stuck to traditional models of what work has to look like because our businesses are not stuck to traditional models of what work needs to look like. So I think using industry as the model, our chambers across the country need to take the lead because they're able to shift so quickly. And so should our chambers be able to do. There's no more, well, we've always done it that way. Okay. Yeah. You know, and there's uh, being able to be, you know, flexible and make that shift, follow the lead of your members. There's coming out of the last three years, there's a lot of, you know, innovations that allow for you to be more productive, to be able to service your members better, to be able to connect with them, whether it's a Zoom call, whether it's a, you know, a, a scheduling, you know, mechanism or app or something, ways to connect that we, you know, three, four years ago, we weren't using on a regular That's basis. That's exactly right. And now it really allows us to get a lot more done and be a lot more efficient and, and in the end, you know, serve our members in a better way. So great, great uh, insight into the future. <laughs> but Thank you so much. Yes. Um, so Danielle, I wanted to give you an opportunity to share any contact information for listeners out there who would like to reach out and connect and learn more about how you guys are doing things there in Chesterfield. What would be the, the best way for them to reach out and, and connect with you? Yeah, so we're pretty, all of us are pretty active on all social media. Um, you can find us at chesterfieldchamber.com. On social media, we are Chesterfield Chamber VA, and for, as in Virginia, because there are a couple other Chesterfield Chambers in the country. Um, and so since this is a podcast, I'll make that notation that we are Chesterfield Chamber VA. Uh, just follow us, like us, you know, follow us on Instagram. And um, we'll, if you message us there, we will message you and contact you back. Um, also on LinkedIn. I mean, we are crazy LinkedIn people in our community. So, um, and I will say we also host uh, Blitzer, which is, you know, one of these new pandemic platforms. Um, and so we open it. And so occasionally I'll get businesses from all across the community, across the country that'll come into it and network because business does not have borders. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As we talked about earlier with those dolphins supporting whales outside of your community. So that's right. Very good. Well, I appreciate that, Danielle. We'll, we'll get your contact information in our show notes for this episode so people can find it there. But I feel like uh, we've had a great discussion today. You brought a lot of value and perspective, and I'm sure listeners are taking some notes of things that they can implement and discuss, you know, making some changes to um, be more productive in, in serving the businesses in their community to build stronger businesses and in turn a stronger community. So thank you for being with us today and, and sharing your experience and insights. Thank you for having us. If you are a chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. 
When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry. Have you ever thought about creating a podcast for your chamber? We always hear about how chambers need to be storytellers. What better way is there to tell the stories of your members and the work of your chamber than through a podcast? Your audience is waiting to hear from you as a convener of leaders and influencers, champion for business, and catalyst for change within your community. I just launched a chamber podcast course with the goal to get your very own podcast started within 30 days. Visit chamberchatpodcast.com slash pivot to learn more and to enroll in the Chamber Podcast course today.